Welcome to Social Capital Expert, a show where we discover the value of social capital and how cultivating strategic relationships is critical to our success. In each episode, your host, Sarah Francis McDaniel, will explore the stories of fascinating people from all over the world to better understand how their ability to build relationships has led to their success. We will uncover tips, tricks, and practical ways that you too can become a social capital expert. Hi, and welcome to the show. This week's episode, I'm really excited to have a longtime friend of mine and someone who has actually made this show possible for me, uh, my friend, Jason Christensen. Jason, thanks so much for being here today. Hey, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me on today. I would love for you to just kind of tell the audience a little bit about who you are and what you're kind of involved in right now, and then we'll take it back and get your story. Sounds good. Um, I'm Jason Christiansen. I'm the co-owner of Internet Media Consultants. Um, this is a, a, a company that my wife and I started uh, in 2002, so about 18 years ago. And we call it 25-8 uh, because 24-7 um, doesn't do it justice. We're always together. Um, we work together. We live together. We carpool together. And, you know, we're not carpooling anywhere anymore. But, uh, you know, it's uh, kind of that thing. But um, there's two of us behind the craziness here. And um, I'm the proud father of two girls, one at CU and um, one in middle school. So uh, internet media is uh, essentially we're a web design and marketing company that helps uh, small businesses grow online, use their, their social capital and utilize their relationships with their web technology. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, some of the stuff that you guys have been doing and helping me do and teaching me how to do, um, I just can't thank you enough. It's been a really cool experience. Things that are just totally um, foreign to me, you guys have done such an awesome job of making them simple and achievable, and it's been uh, it's been really fun to work with you. So, so take us back. Tell us where where it all started. You know, in the essence of social capital, I love the idea of having you on because I know how connected you are to the people that are in your network and the people that you um, serve and, and provide services for. And so how did you get here? I mean, where did it all start for you? Well, that's kind of funny. So my, my daughter, she's now 20. Um, and when kind of you go back even there more is I've kind of always been the idea guy. I've been the entrepreneur my whole life. It all started in third grade when I made cinnamon toothpicks. But, you know, I, I, I'd started probably a dozen or two companies in college, um, made money on some, sold um, one. And I was always that just wanted to grow, be my own boss. And uh, when my daughter was little, um, my wife and I, we, we loved to travel and we would go down to Mexico all the time. So I said, well, let's create like a VRBO or let's create a vacation website so people can rent properties, kind of like an Airbnb. So the company was resorts and rentals, and I paid about 10,000 bucks to have a developer build it. And um, six months later, got nothing. I had nothing to show, show for it. And I laid out all this money and, you know, I'm like, okay, now what? So I grabbed a, a book on how to build websites. And I, built a website. I built the first uh, Resorts and Rentals website. And then a friend of mine said, hey, can you build me a website? And he was a realtor. And I said, sure. And 
so I built that website and uh, then he had friends who said, Hey, I need a website. And this was so long ago that, you know, it was very rudimentary for a website to, to actually go on the, all the hard coding and all the stuff. And um, that kind of turned into a little freelance business. And uh, one day I went to, to Nikki and I said, you know what, we should really kind of do our own thing. And so I gave my notice and I was with a, a top um, uh, technology firm here in town. And so I gave my notice. And when I came home that day after I quit my job, she was laid off. So she's crying on the couch and our safety net was gone. I'd already quit and I was in sales. So there is really no notice in sales. So that was my last day. She was no longer employed. We had a, an infant at home. And so, you know, kind of going back to social capital, we had to um, look at our relationships and say, okay, how do we do this? And, you know, um, build relationships. And we kind of went from there. And, you know, now that was October, 2002. And now that's 18 years ago. And it, it hasn't been smooth sailing, but it's been up and it's been down and it's been, it's, it's been wonderful to make me realize that I'm now I'm permanently unemployable. <laughs> exactly. It's funny that it, uh, it kind of pushed you to where failure couldn't be an option at that point. No, it really couldn't. You know, it was kind of that thing of, I didn't even really know what I was doing. And it, it kind of said, okay, well, here's, here's how it goes. And, you know, and, and that's kind of been a big um, part of, I think our success is the fact that I, I say the problem with websites is web designers. They're not marketers. So they might make something that looks pretty, but it doesn't convert. So the key is really kind of looking at a strategy on making it into a marketable solution. Yeah. And you just said a really big word there is convert. And it's really interesting to me, you know, you were one of the first people I'd ever really talked to who showed me that the website, the front page of the website that people see is sort of just one piece of the picture. That really so much of what you do and what you're passionate about kind of is behind that, that initial page, right? It's those funnels and the way that you move people through that, that process in order to create that conversion opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we talk about it as like an iceberg. So a website, what people see is the very top of that iceberg, whereas three quarters of the iceberg is under the water. So most people don't see, um, you know, the marketing automation lists that are tied to a form or, you know, a, a membership site that might be hidden on the back end or a sales funnel that nobody sees on the front end, but you might be using it on your LinkedIn page to bring people directly into excuse me, into, into your funnel. So, you know, we, we look at it into you know, multiple layers that your website, you know, it's the hub of your business, but there's so many layers in that and making sure that it, it can work as a full system. Absolutely. You know, and it's, it's that idea too, I think sometimes of we see building relationships in the physical world, we get it, right? We, we understand what that looks like, but sometimes 
it's different to think about how you build a relationship in the digital realm. Like how do you um, engage and create that engagement and build the trust and do all the things that we can talk about in the physical world easily, but how do you do that through some of these technical um, means? And so I know in you and I, when we've worked together, we've put together these kind of funnel systems that when someone does something, engages with the website, they then start to begin a process of building that trust with you by reaching out. Can you kind of share a little bit about how you see um, that relationship building happening on those automations and on that backside sort of digitally? Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you, glad you pointed that out. You know, so I don't know if you can see this, but this is a, it's one of my favorite toys. It's a cube, right? And I know you've seen me talk about it, but what's beautiful about this is it's kind of like relationships. It's kind of like our business is there are 42 quintillion possibilities in order to solve that cube. So when we're building all these different things, all these layers that, you know, when, when you build um, for, for building a better relationship is you kind of have the three elements. You have your hub and your automation and your engagement and how they all kind of interact with one. And, you know, you've heard me say it a million times is build a big list and send them good stuff. So the key to that, though, is to, to look at our, our, our customers and our, our future customers kind of in, in, I would kind of say like buckets, right? So you have your A, your A leads or your A people in your list, which are people that really are ready to do business with you now. And those are where, you know, most salespeople, people that build relationships, they understand, and that's where they spend all their time, but they ignore everyone else, which is, could be 94 to, you know, 97% uh, of your, your list at any given time. So that B uh, section in there is where when you're, you, you build that list and then you can consistently be of value and serve them by giving them good information over and over and over again. And I like to send out on the 1st and the 15th of every month um, an engagement newsletter that just serves. Here's a little tip on how to do something. So it might how to be edit video or how to use a green screen or, you know, how to do anything depending on your engagement people. And then there's, there's another section of that list. But, you know, the key is to make sure you're engaging with people, no matter if they're a customer or maybe a future customer or maybe a never customer. But if we're going out there and doing our best and serving people and by making sure that use this information and go ahead and, and grow your business, I think that's where the betterment of all society kind of comes into is not looking at, are you just my customer, but how that list kind of goes in and how do you, you use that with the technology that's readily available. Yeah, it's huge. And uh, thank you for, for sharing that. Cause I think, you know, you made a couple of comments about value and bringing value and that comes up over and over and over on the show. And it comes up a lot of times when people are talking about how do we create these, um, uh, these opportunities for engagement in person to person experiences, but it really translates to the digital and virtual stuff as well in the sense of, you know, you've told me time after time, Sarah, you know, give them something for free, like give them valuable stuff and give it away. 
and, um, and be willing to do that. And so even being able to create that digitally for your network and your database is huge in, in building that trust. And I think another thing you, I made a note that you said is um, it's not just your current customers, right? It's facilitating and incubating these relationships that you don't know necessarily how that might work out or what you might be able to, to do together but yet still involving them and not only being focused on those people who are already generating revenue for you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the whole thing is, you know, in, in my world, it's all technology and um, technology can be hard. No, no, let's face it. Technology is hard. <laughs> There's always a problem. Um, and, um, you know, we, we've talked about just the little problems that all that just, they, they shouldn't happen, but they do. So, you know, I love the fact of, you know, being able to, to be a member of, of my tribe, I guess you would kind of say, and, you know, um, to go out there and, you know, sh constantly share, here's a little tip on how to do something. And, and a lot of those that, that I send out, they're not lengthy. People go, well, I don't have time to do that. Well, most of my stuff is screen capture, and I'm sharing something about three to four minutes in length, a little tip. Sometimes I have it going back to a larger webinar or where there's more information that can be. But I understand the simple fact that we are no longer in a society that when you, so it's more, I guess, about time. So I like to serve people more like Netflix. When they're ready to look at something, it might be at midnight or at nine o'clock sitting on the couch drinking a glass of wine. So to build relationships with people nowadays, it, it, it's probably during that time because during the normal time, they're chaotic with their boss saying, when, when are you going to get this done and all this stuff going on? So we have to realize with our engagement to, to serve and to be able to give people when people are in time frame that they can actually it, it take the information in. Yeah, that's huge. And you're right. It's it, Timing is always so key. And with our current world, you know, it's such an interesting thing. It was like prior to COVID, we could all sort of, um, you know, not mess in the, in the virtual world if we didn't want to, especially in construction and stuff. It's like, you know, we're pretty hands-on, in the dirt kind of people. And um, technology wasn't really something that we were quick to adapt to. And so now with COVID, we really have no choice. And the more that we have these lockdowns and this different stuff that create that distance between us physically, um, you know, we have to be coming up with these, these other alternatives. And so, you know, as you look at kind of our, the timing and our virtual world now, um, you've shared some really helpful things just about putting content out there that they can come and see and, and um, acquire on their own timelines. What are you seeing or what do you think are creative ways right now to put out things that are engaging in our new virtual world. Yeah. So I would say that like people ask me all the time, how do I get started doing that kind of stuff? And so a uh, easy way to get started is let's say you're a small business owner is you ask yourself, what are the top 10 objections I hear? The, the things that I know that can help people move them so they can see me as an expert authority. And so create a short video about those topics. And um, like, you know, we were talking about this earlier is I don't really like to do video video um, like this. Uh, typically I do screen capture video, but 
is to put yourself kind of a little awkward out there and to create a 30 day plan, create, you know, those videos and film these short videos. Um, and, and I, I'm mentioning video because there's nothing that converts better than video and with YouTube and Vimeo and these other channels, you can take and you can upload it and you can host it for free and then you embed it directly into your site, just like this podcast here is embedded through the video, but create those, those that like an editorial calendar. So these are the top 10 objections that I hear. And then you might want to go in and ask a few of your customers, what's something that I do that you think other people might want to know about how to do that. And I've seen people do just, you know, just real video. They're, they're doing things that's, um, you know, more of about documenting how they do their day to day. And, you know, it's people are drawn to the realness of the documentation and, you know, I mean, blooper reels and all, all of that kind of stuff that you see over and over again, but more or less is just get out there and start engaging with people and make sure though, that it's always funneling back into something, your hub, into that landing page we, we mentioned, and, you know, where they, someone can subscribe to maybe a newsletter or into engagement piece with you so it can create a full circle. Yeah, that's huge. And you just shared some super useful information because I think we are sort of intimidated sometimes. And, and if we don't have a lot of background in technology, uh, it can seem incredibly overwhelming. I mean, the first time I recorded my podcast, it spent hours and did five episodes and then corrupted them all trying to upload them. I mean, I was like devastated. I just want to quit before I started. Um, and if not for you and Nikki, I probably would have, but um, you know, you look at that and, and it's like, you, you guys have shared, you know, Sarah, don't, it doesn't have to be perfect. Cause I tend to struggle with that sometimes, uh, but good is good enough. And in this kind of digital world, I think you're right. You start to watch and see and, and more videos, more views on things that are blooper reels or kind of raw footage of something than on something that's like beautifully crafted and professionally developed. It's, it's pretty amazing how people are looking to connect. And I don't know if you find this or not, but I feel like while we don't have any connection right now, I mean, there's very limited human connection. Do you find that people are really looking for that connection through these videos and through ways to kind of just engage with people in an authentic way? You know, I, I do. I, I think it's, you know, finding a way to connect with people. And we are social creatures as human beings anyway. And we want to see faces. And even if we can't be together, I mean, I still see a lot of people talking about doing Zoom happy hours on Fridays. And, you know, they're, they're still connecting. And, you know, through the local chamber here in town, they still do their monthly networking. Um, now, it's, it's all virtual. And, but... We, we still want to see everybody and we, we want to connect with people this way. And I believe so. I think uh, it's, you know, I think it's, we, people are using this time from what I'm seeing is where they're, they're attending challenges. They're attending masterminds. The, and those are all video based. They're all online based. And I, I've seen numbers that are staggering that the whole, you know, mastermind information market where people are using this time to better themselves if it's for their companies or to learn a new skill 
or to to just do whatever. I mean, and, and I'm seeing that all over the place. I'm sure you're seeing that too. Yeah, it's been really interesting. I mean, I think from my experience, because a lot of what I do has to do with engaging with customers and kind of bringing in new relationships. And typically I did that in person with events and with gatherings. And so looking at that sort of transitioning as we're going into whatever, 10 months or however long it's been, in the beginning of Zoom and just having just the, the just the video portion was enough because people were just like so just concerned about what this all looked like so just getting on something being able to connect was enough now it seems like you know we're kind of zoomed out we're kind of video conferenced out if we don't have to be on it we don't want to be on it and so what i'm finding personally is that creating a, a physical component has been hugely successful. Creating a way to engage in their physical realm as well as in the digital realm. So maybe we do a hybrid event where they, we like tomorrow I'm hosting an event where we're delivering all of the materials to make a wreath, a holiday wreath. And then also some bubbly and some, you know, cocktails and stuff to go along with that. And then tomorrow night we will have a florist that will virtually do a presentation knowing all the materials that we have and help us create these wreaths for our home. And things like that are having huge impacts. I mean, people are so thankful and so responsive to being able to engage without it just being a face on a screen, but being able to enjoy that sense of activity together, even though maybe we're not in the same room. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you there. It's, I can't wait for the world to kind of get a little bit back to normal and you know, even for a dot-com guy like me who loves the basement, <clears throat> excuse me, and my multiple monitors and my, you know, I, I am actually at home with, uh, with this technology. So, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I do miss actually, you know, the engagement as well. So I hear you there. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's just an important piece of it. And, you know, um, something that I, I'm always interested in hearing more about and that I think is really interesting about what you and I have talked about over the last few years is, um, you know, kind of this idea of fans, followers, and audience. You know, I think we kind of look at this and, and so much of what I typically am involved in is, is in that human to human, person to person, like in, in person realm, but there's so much happening in this digital side that's already been happening and is just now kind of exploding even more. But can you kind of share with us how you see that working? Like as you're bringing people in and you're building trust and you're developing that social capital digitally, it, there's sort of a process to that. Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, there's the, the whole thing of, you know, to, to kind of use a word of serve, to be able to be a value of people. So, you know, with, so to go one step back from that, though, is you mentioned the three stages, the, the followers, the fans, and the audience. Because most people, when they get started online, they have no list whatsoever. And I, I even work with a lot of companies who've been in business for 10 years, and they have no digital engagement list. But when you start building that list, you have those followers. And if you engage with them properly, I recommend at least twice a month, that they will become fans. So that means they're going to open your emails more frequently. They're rather than going, is this just another sales pitch? If you are really a value, they're going to start really engaging with your message. <clears throat> then they become an audience. 
Now, the audience is really where you want people to get to. Not everybody in your list will ever become the audience. But your audience, when you send out that email, so Thanksgiving just happened, when I sent out my Black Friday specials, when we looked at everything going on, my audience, man, they opened it up the minute that it was sent out. And they engaged with it differently than the other two segments of the list. But bringing people through by, again, it's just constantly trying to be a value to the people on your list. And yes, we all are in business to do sales and to build relationships and, you know, to, to do all that. But it, it, it's that growing that, to growing your tribe, to to have everyone in there to eventually become, to get an audience member. Because, you know, the, the best way of, of social capital and just building relationships is when you truly believe in what you do and you're able to send out that message and the people who are truly engaged with you, they say, hey, awesome, another email came out. Not a sales message, an email to help me grow my business. They're going to raise their hand and say, yes, all right, let's look at this. And, and that's where, you know, the, the true aspect of, of building those kind of buckets or building that digital automation um, allows us to completely move people through those cycles and to get people into that audience section. Yeah, that's huge. And um, I apologize, my mailman just came, so my dogs just went crazy. But um you know, as you, one of the things I find that comes up over and over, especially when I'm working with a lot of business development people who on one hand, some of them have just said like, my job's over, right? There's nothing for me to do. There's no events for me to go to, but there's others who are saying like, there's gotta be a new way. There's gotta be something we can do. And one of the biggest things that I find is it, people are working on and trying to under, understand and discover is how do we connect with new people now? So if we can't go to a networking event where we might have a hundred people that we know 25 of and 75 are new, we don't have that same um, experience right now. So do you have any advice for people who are looking to create new connections, um, but are having to figure out how to do it digitally? So I can tell you what we're currently doing because we're, we're facing the same problems that everybody else is facing with connecting. So over the holidays here, I, I wanted to kind of create a new program for people that I might not know, referrals of people that are on my list. So we're going to do a new five-day challenge. And the five-day challenge is the Design, Build, Grow Challenge. And it's going to essentially give them five days on design, building, and growing an internet presence. So let's say you like social media and you want to help people um, create their own social profiles. So people are willing to pay for that. So, you know, create, I want to create this new little challenge where it takes really anybody where if they have a business idea or you know, they, they, they just want to maybe to help make a car payment or something along those lines, but to grow or, you know, even if you're, you're bored, you know, I'm actually helping my father build um, out a new platform because he's been retired for years and, you know, it's time to, to do something. But that's kind of what I'm doing is a little challenge like that. But anyone can kind of create a one, two, three, five-day challenge on the information that they are already an expert on 
and help share that with people to connect with more people and to help, you know, grow, you know, their, their, their network or their tribe or whatever, whatever we want to call it. Yeah, that's huge. And, you know, it's kind of, you, you say that and then I kind of chuckle because I, I'm like, yeah, right. What do I have that I know that other people would want to pay me to do? Like when it comes to something simple, but really like we've talked about before, you know, you have created this, this platform that you can build websites where basically like I can drag and drop websites and do stuff. Um, and yet nonetheless, I'm like, Hey, Jason, could you go build this for me? Hey, could you do this for me? And, um, so often it's like, man, there are things that we can really, we can offer, like you said, that we might think aren't as valuable as they really are just because there's other people who are putting their energy into other things and don't have time yet understand the importance of being involved in whatever that might be. Uh, so I just encourage people who are listening or watching to just say, you know, whatever it might be, not to just, you know, dumb it down, but to see that there really is a ton of value. I was watching this thing the other day, this lady, she got on here, she's made muco bucks by just teaching people how to make keto meals. And she teaches them how to make these keto meals that are short and simple. And then you pay a monthly membership in order to get in to see some of her more like elaborate things. And I'm thinking, who would have thought, like, I would have thought, no, everybody can do their own. They can look on the website, they can do whatever. And she's done hugely successful. And so it really can be kind of anything if you're passionate about it and willing to kind of put yourself out there. Well, the people are experts in all kinds of things. You know, can I kind of give you a little funny example? Um, you know, that's something that we mentioned uh, one time when we were talking, but I've mentioned to several other people about how to cut the cord. So I haven't had cable in probably like 10 years. So between Netflix and using an antenna and my own DVR, I'm able to record all my football games and, you know, do all this stuff. And I have gotten an overwhelming people saying, hey, can you put together a course on teaching me? the exact software and everything I need to do to cut the, to cut the cord when you can almost Google it out there. But, you know, I, I've created a way that, you know, for 10 years now I haven't had cable, but it, it's that little thing of, I haven't put together that course, but everybody has that thing that they've done in their life to go, Oh, that's brilliant. How do you do that? And people will pay for that or you can give it away to build a better tribe and then be able to then have a, a list where you can then put them into another program down the road. Yeah, that's huge. Um, <clears throat> you know, as you kind of in the, in the essence of, of social capital and you sort of look at how relationships have been strategic in your kind of method, your, social, your um, philosophy and sort of how you've, you've gotten to where you are, do you see that there are sort of some key components in your experience that have run through all of those relationships? Well, I would say that, you know, we are, we are very fortunate that after 18 years in business, um, our first customer is still a customer. Uh, and I believe that is because we, we treat people with respect. We build relationships and, <clears throat> When, when you're dealing with business, it's, it's always be able to hear your, 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 your customer, be able to really see if you can actually help them get to their endpoint. What is, where are they now? Where do they want to be? And constantly help them move them to that point. 
Yeah, that's huge. It's such an important piece of it is just helping them achieve their goals, right? It's kind of that idea that all the ships rise together um, and you create that synergy where they keep coming back to you as you keep helping them reach their goals. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, I would say that <clears throat> with uh, all businesses out there, the technology part of an idea can be some of the most daunting and overwhelming parts of this. I, I talk to people all the time that have great ideas, but they have no idea how to get people to see it. So, you know, kind of, um, we believe that your website is your best salesperson. It's always on 24 seven, never calls in sick, never takes a day off. So with that, you know, you know, people might want to see your, your customer reviews or they want to see all these little things but that's kind of, you know, that aspect of, you know, social capital is your website's there and helping them understand that technology can be daunting, but it doesn't have to be daunting. You don't have to pay for eight different softwares in order to have a website and a landing page and marketing automation and do they all connect to each other? Or, you know, how much duct tape do you need to tie things together? And because I, 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 I get that that is kind of how we kind of built our technology platform because I built it for me first and foremost, because I was paying all these different vendors to do all these different things and having to like, you know, even as a developer, I would look at it and go, how did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> and it was so cumbersome. So we kind of packaged all kinds of things together. So they all talk to each other under one thing and it allows, you know, you know, people to have a beautiful website and to have your landing pages and not have to pay a fortune to have all that stuff. And that's where I think the, the customer, the, the small business owner really can thrive because when you look out there years ago, 10 years ago, if you wanted an automation software that, that went and sent your message out, you know, um, on a system, so seven seven touches, and then they come in through another mechanism where you have two monthly engagements. People would spend thousands upon thousands of dollars on that. And most small businesses can't do it. And then web design, you know, people were spending $40,000, $50,000 on websites. Absolutely crazy. And, you know, you have your marketing, so you have all the TV costs and all this stuff. But now, with everything that we have, with everything going on, and more now than ever, is you can pay pennies to run a video to a target audience on Facebook or on YouTube. And you can have that go back into a marketing sales funnel that if they like your message, they can see a little bit more of a video. They can then, you know, request your definitive guide for X, Y, Z for that, that free report or however you want to kind of structure it. You can do that so affordably now that there is no, um, level of expertise that someone has to have to go, well, you know, I, I don't have three grand to spend in marketing because you don't necessarily need that to prove a concept with social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube ads, all these little things allows a small business owner to say, okay, this is my dream customer. And this is how I want to go. And I want to um, attract them and show them my message. And if they like your message, they'll then connect. It allows us to personally do that. Never before 
have we been able to say, okay, I really love Ford Mustangs. And there is a tribe of people who want to do nothing more than talk about Ford Mustangs. So I'm, I'm actually a member of several forum groups on different cars that I own that people are insane with the, the love of these little things. But if, they, if I have a product that works with those people, I can target that directly through that, that, that forum per se. And now these are tribes of people who go, okay, I might make a custom part for a Jeep. And they're my customers. I know exactly where they are because they're hanging out there talking about their Jeeps. And th that's where this guy gets fun is to look at all those mechanisms and to really make sure that tech shouldn't be difficult. It can be, but it, it should be able to be able to move people through into helping you grow your business. Yeah. So what you're saying is it should be easy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying it should be easy uh, and it yeah. can be easy. It can be. Well, and with partners, you know, it's like, for me, it, it feels very overwhelming sometimes, but having strong partners like you and Nikki has been really helpful in breaking down the big, the big picture so that I can take small bites and make it happen. And so, you know, that partnership is super important in how we can kind of help one another get where we're trying to go. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we, we've, t we, we, we tell you, let us be geeks so you can actually do your day to day. Um, you know, so there, there is something to be said about that is to, to learn the little bit that you need to know so you can actually um, not pull out all your hair and <laughs> get things Enough just done. to be dangerous. That's for sure. You know? <laughs> yeah. But you know, at the end of the day, most small businesses, they are the total experts of what they do. So when they hire usually a design firm or a marketing agency, they don't fully understand your day-to-day -day of what you do. So with building those relationships of how you want to communicate to your customer, most agencies can't really do the voice of what a small business owner can do. And that's, you know, one thing that we've seen over and over again is just the fact that, you know, <clears throat> the people that you're communicating with on this podcast, you know them so well that an outside agency can't convey your message better than you. So it's that, that, that understanding enough of the technology so you can go spread your message, connect with more people, build better relationships, and change the world for the better because you're able to do what you do. Yeah, that's huge. And thank you for sharing and, and the encouragement that, that it brings for us because each of us have something to contribute and we all have something to bring to the table that's unique and special to us um, that other people likely can learn from and find value in and, and all of that. But it's just sort of taking that step and being willing to put ourselves out there and, and offer the information, even if maybe we don't see ourselves as um, the expert or as perfect in those realms, but that good is good enough, truly, uh, to just at least start taking those steps. And I'm always, it's always fun for me, Jason, to ask our, my guests, you know, if there's a book or a podcast or a show or something that, you know, kind of lights your fire or has you excited that we might be able to check out as well. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I would say that um, your podcast inspires me. 
Hi. So, <laughs> you know, I, I truly uh, appreciate the time that you put out getting your message out there. But, you know, uh, with my stuff, you know, um, like I said earlier, a lot of my stuff is underneath the waterline. So um, people can subscribe to my newsletter at internetmediaconsultants.com and uh, learn the little tricks and stuff that I have to share with people. Awesome. Well, I will definitely have all of your information in the show notes so that people can reach out to you. And as we start to kind of wrap up, is there any final thoughts that you just don't want to, you don't want to end without making sure that we have? No, I would say just remember your website should be your best salesperson. It's always on 24 seven, never calls in sick, never takes a day off. So it's always there to build relationships with people when you can't personally work with people one-on-one. -on -one. So those little things of make sure in your signature of your emails, add your website address. If you uh, put your website address in your voicemail, um, I, 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 there's little things in the back of your business cards. Make sure that you have a call to action. Driving people to these sales messages or these messages of just being able to help people do whatever you do, your website's always on and it should be your hub of your business. So it's there to communicate 24 seven. And if your website sucks or you need some help, Jason is a good guy to call. He can definitely help you with that. Um, or even on the automation stuff. I mean, honestly, that's one of the things I think is so interesting that I just really knew nothing about, but how you can keep those connections going and build that stuff out once um, and then it kind of perpetuates and keeps touching base with people without you having to go and do every single email. So, you know, those are, those are places where I definitely, Jason, you've, you've helped me on a lot of levels, uh, to just understand more and be able to put some of those processes in place once so that I don't have to keep redoing them. Um, and so we will definitely have all of your information. I encourage people to reach out to Jason and Jason, thank you so much for your friendship and, uh, for the things that you and Nikki have inspired me to do. And, and thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Sarah, so much for having me on the show. And, um, it, it's been awesome watching you, you grow your website and your audience and it, it's, it, it's inspiring. Ah, well, thank you. Well, I look forward to having you on again and staying in touch about how things are progressing in your digital world. Uh, and we look forward to uh, connecting soon. Sounds great. It was great uh, talking with you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's all for this episode of Social Capital Expert. Please visit socialcapitalexpert.com for show notes, additional episodes, and to see who will be visiting us next on the show. Also, be sure to check out our upcoming Social Capital Mixers. These are events where we can connect in person to build social capital. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to having you join us for the next episode.